Uh, so, good morning, everybody. While we're waiting for the slides to come up, I'll fill some of the gaps. I I'm going to talk to you about uh, customer-centric approaches to um, the insurance, uh, the Internet of Things, uh, and what that looks like in terms of uh, how it, what it can mean for customers uh, and what it can mean for assur insurers alike. And you'll see me build on uh, some of the points that Michael's made, not least because of the partnership that, that he referenced, but also because it, um, uh, the, the, we're coming together in, into common themes. Um, so the first thing I wanted to look at is what opportunities are there for product innovation in a world that is becoming uh, increasingly connected. And, and I'm going to put it to you that we think there are three moves that we'll be able to cover that really help insurers move into a more useful, more proactive space with, uh, with consumers. And the first, the first of these is a move from reactive to proactive. So if I, if I can take you back to uh, 1696, uh, Tom's Coffee House on St. Martin's Lane, London, uh, that is where the hand-in-hand -hand society was formed, one of the very earliest forms of the Aviva organisation. Uh, and in 1716, that organisation bought its first fire engine. And that moved fire prevention on from the fire buckets and the axes and the number of men that went in to, to more technology doing it. But, it. but if you then fast forward on 300 years, not an awful lot has particularly changed. So fire brigades are now thankfully municipal. They're run very well by uh, local governments and authorities. But a house still requires today, for the most part, somebody to make a phone call to say that it's uh, burning down. Uh, before we can get involved as an insurer to, to pick up the aftermath. And more often than not, when something really unpleasant and quite detrimental has happened to, to, to our customer. And, and to my point here, this is where the modern Aviva and us as an industry uh, can, can really play. So how much better is it if that situation is actually preempted uh, pre by an advanced alert of an incident dealt with at source? A sensor that's in a home that lets a customer know that a smoke alarm is going off in their property, whether they're there or whether they're not there, and actually allows them not necessarily to prevent the fire of itself, but to reduce the risk and exposure uh, that that pretends to them. And, and also, if you look at motor, the opportunities of prevention for, to a proactive approach there are obvious. So for many years, cars have had technology in them that have allowed uh, the, the manufacturer to, to know when it's been involved in an accident to proactively offer help and advice. And indeed, from an insurer perspective, some of us have been looking at those types of technologies. Te telematics boxes are common across the industry. Uh, some of you may know the Aviva Drive application that we have, and future developments of that will, of course, uh, allow people to proactively notify, notify us of a, an incident. But also the technology itself will just tell us uh, that those things have happened. And also within businesses, that proactive approach, imagine you're running a restaurant chain, the fridges go down overnight, all the food you need for trading the following day is in those fridges. Knowing that the night before and reacting quickly is very different to going in at 6am and finding you can't trade for the day. So first provocation is a move from reactive to proactive. The second provocation we have is about the opportunity that we have with our customers to move them from a fix agenda to a prevent agenda. So let's use the example of leak to do it and escape of water, not least for us in the room. The business case for this is, is, is an obvious one. Um, for decades, sophisticated leak detection systems have existed in businesses and kind of high-end, high-net-worth homes. But for the most of us, we're finding out about that leak at the point that it becomes something quite dramatic, a ceiling falling in, water flowing through, uh, a floor collapsing, a kitchen unit falling off the wall. And at that point, we know what's happening, but actually the impact to us is, is really significant. So 
the ability not to wait for this adversity to happen, but to use sensors and technology to connect early that picks up the earliest indications of leak and escape of water, from a dripping tap to that very small, weeping little pipe that actually isn't an issue if we capture it quickly within the first couple of weeks, but two years down the road when it's undermined your floorboards, your electrics, and we need you out of the house while we dry it for a long period of time, uh, is obviously fundamentally different. Um, and we're working with a number of companies. The Eagle Eye of you will see the HomeServe logo there. We're working with LeakBot, but we're also working with a range of different companies looking at leak detection as part of a, a package of things that, that we, can, we can do. Uh, and again, the argument the same in motor insurance in this space. So vehicle technology here uh, and the prevention of it is changing the nature of risk there. So I was working with Tesla last week, and they were telling us that already 30% of the miles driven in Tesla cars are done on auto drive the car driving the people rather than the people driving the car. And they're already seeing different experience coming through on the insurance uh, risk of those two things. So preventing things from happening will also flow down through in terms of what we do differently. But the other opportunity here, which I think is an enormous one, is to move the relationship from low engagement to high utility. And this is where Aviva, we've been focused, oh, gone too far, we'll, have been very, very focused. So if you think about what we do at the moment, the low engagement we have might be a claim once every 10 years for 10-15% of our customers. It might be a renewal or a sale. But for the most part, it's an interaction with us as an industry or as an insurer for something the customer doesn't really want to happen. And as many of us are brilliant in that moment at claim, we do something fantastic, but we do it on the basis of something that they don't necessarily want to happen. So how do we use Internet of Things and some of the technology to increase the utility that we have? Now, on the right-hand side is MyViva. That's our online claims portal and online application where effectively you can go in and see all of your product holdings. But more than that, we've created self-service in there for quote, claim, renewal, mid-term adjustments, online documents, your telematic scores, web chat, and increasingly we drive content and proactive engagement out through that. So trying to create regular, intimate moments with customers that are useful to them, not intrusive, but are not always linked uh, to, to claim. Uh, and if you, if you think about this as the hub we would then use, more, we've got just about 5.5 million of our customers registered on this at the moment. But as we put Internet of Thing technologies into people's houses, leak detection, smoke sensors, cameras, and things that Michael were talking about, we're then creating more regular interaction, reasons for them to check in with us more regularly. And I think the other thing I would applaud there is that the, the benefit case of this, we're seeing the fruits of. So when we get people registered and we get them engaged with us more regularly, we're then also seeing them deepen the number of products they hold with us, buying other products or taking more benefit on the ones they do. So the business case, uh, again, is powerful there. Um, but taking those three kind of comparisons, what is it that customers really want? Well, central from Aviva's perspective is this notion of defy uncertainty. This is the purpose of our business globally. And our view here is that what we want to do is to stop that uncertainty happening to people where we can, but if we can't, we reduce it and we make it less, uh, less of an issue for them. Uh, and if you take the example of fire here, you know, beyond the £470 million of claims that we around this room pay out on an annual basis, that almost doesn't matter. The bit that does matter is, is the fact that what we're doing in that moment is protecting property, cherished possessions, pets, human life, however it is. And actually, putting this type of detection equipment in is important. Now, one of the companies that we've invested in and we're working with is Roost. 
Uh, this is an example of a customer in uh, New York State over the last 12 months where effectively he was sat at work with a smartphone-enabled link to a roost battery. So a little sensor in his smoke alarm as it went off sent an indication to his phone. Uh, and that indication allowed him, without anyone in the house, to contact the fire services. And you can see the quote speaks for itself in terms of the difference that made to people's lives, which is obviously the most important thing from a customer perspective, but secondly as well, the mitigation of, of the risk that it presents for us uh, as an insurer. And we've got these out in the UK at the moment now with some of our customers testing them to understand the difference they make. And the verbatims and the NPS scores that are coming back off this are, you know, I don't need to tell you, you can understand the logic of it, but they're very positive and they're changing the nature of the conversation that we're having with our customer. Um, the other thing that customer wants is to avoid the hassle and disruption and confusion. So... Um, even though customers are not as immediately worried about the direct threats to their uh, properties when things aren't happening to them, they would rather avoid the big upheaval, the distress, the confusion that comes afterwards. So these two images are real images from Aviva claims, Escape of Water claims uh, in the last uh, three to six months. And you can see, I'm sure we've all got these cupboards in our house, that when you open them you just think, oh my God, what do I do with that? How do I work with it? So the ability for us not just to attach equipment to these things so that we can detect when there is a leak, but then we can send a professional into their home to help them with that. It's not necessarily an insurance claim at that point. The important thing is it's a service. So we move from fixing people's homes when they go wrong and for offering that protection to them to preventing things from happening in the first place and giving them the ability to run their home on an ongoing basis, not just in the event of a, of a claim. And, um, you know, examples of that level of complexity in every house across the UK, you can see how the role we can play can be really um, helpful. But my argument would be that one of the most important things that we're able to do is connect you to what's more important. So some of these technology things don't need to be about water, they don't need to be about fire, security. They do all of those things and that's important. But these cameras actually give us the ability to subtly and gently move our brands into the lives of these consumers in a different way. Now, most of you will have seen the data, I'm sure, but behind estate agents, with respect to them, there isn't an industry that's less trusted and less engaged with than insurances. But these sorts of things start to make a difference. So the example up here is Canary. We work with a number of partners uh, in this space. But what this is doing is allowing us in gentle moments to have a role and relationship with the, with the uh, customer. So let me give you my case study. At 4 p.m. this evening, this afternoon, my phone will go off. Not because um, Aviva is paying an insurance claim or I'm making a transaction, renewing or selling, because my two daughters have walked in off the school bus, the camera's picked it up and it sent me a little video file to show me that my children are home. That is a very different, unexpected service moment that can come from an insurer. And by the way, if something does go wrong, we'll be brilliant. So the notion in this, and it might be heresy to say, is that insurance isn't the hero anymore. Being good at insurance is really important. We can do that. When things go wrong, we will all be brilliant in that moment. But actually, we subtly and gently begin to have a different relationship with customers. And the insurance sits behind service, engagement, and being regularly helpful in people's uh, running their homes and their lives. So the provocation would be that there are three things that, uh, from an IoT perspective that we have an opportunity with as insurers. A movement from reactive to proactive a movement from fixing things to preventing things, and a movement from a low engagement relationship to one of high utility, 
regular engagement on an ongoing basis in a way that's unexpected but subtle and valuable to people. And the scenarios for that could be in a number of cases. So I've, I've focused on home a lot, but obviously we're in a lot of different general insurance markets. So in vehicles, the days of a phone call to log an ethanol are limited. They're long gone. Yeah? The technology itself will tell us we'll be able to proactively be engaged and useful with the consumer. In commercial, the ability to risk, help people risk manage their businesses. I talked about the fridges. Think about a fleet company or a haulage company, where their assets are at any one point in time, how they're working or not. Lots of opportunity using connected technology there. And also through the home, engagement, relevance, utility and empowerment. But you could equally make the arguments for health and pet. Not dealing with people at the point they find out they're unwell, helping them manage their health proactively, engaging with them about their health. Not just paying a pet insurance claim, using technology to allow them to do exercise, wearable technology use and those sorts of things. And then of course the more obvious space which is cyber. So as you put this technology into people's homes, as you enable more and more devices that let them stay in touch, the byproduct of that is that there's more data flowing. What is that data, where does it go and how does it look? And one of the speakers that's going to follow me will, will cover that uh, in some detail. So the provocation that we would have is that IoT has the ability to improve the relationship between insurer and customer and increase the regularity and positive nature of that. Uh, and we need to do it. So for those who are in the session this morning, someone made reference to the changing nature of competitors, and that is never more right. So what we are seeing is that the competitors that we all work alongside our peers in this room will still be there, but there is a convergence of different brands who have capabilities in these types of spaces coming into the insurance market. They may be in the room, I'm not sure, but British Gas stating they would spend hundreds of millions of pounds, with one of the objectives being to disintermediate insurers. Motor manufacturers virtually integrating insurance into their offer. All of those things present opportunity and threat to us. But as insurers, my provocation would be that we need to make sure we're embracing these things and we understand our role in it. Thank you very much.